supernatural advancement and you will say I'm waxing great I'm going forward I will keep on growing until I'm exceedingly great it's my year of supernatural advancement I'm waxing great I'm going forward I will keep on growing until I'm exceedingly great this will be practical in your life this year now as the Lord has given us his word this year, I want to let us know that it's not just a thing, but it's going to be a testimony. It's going to be something that is going to practically happen in our life. It's going to be the description of our life this year. Our test for this year's theme, which is also the season of fasting and prayer. Today is day seven of our fasting and prayer. One week is already gone. I thought you are going to clap. So we are entering the second week already. Now, Genesis chapter 26 from verse 12. Genesis 26 from verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Verse 13. This is where we pick the theme of the year. And the man worked great. And went forward and grew until it became very great. For he had possessions of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. You will become the envy of men this year. I said, you will become the envy of men this year. Amen. God turned the life of Isaac around. A man that they looked on before as though he was nobody and nobody recognized him. When the Lord caused him to advance, they looked at him again and he became their envy. In other words, when they look, compare the story of Isaac to their story, they feel as though they were outdated. When they look at where he was and where they were, they knew that something 
is totally different about this man. This year, my God will also change your story. Amen. This year, my God will also visit you. Amen. This year, my God will also bring turnaround into your life. Amen. Now, every good meal always has an ingredient. To be a chef means to be able to produce something great from the ingredients that are available to you. There is no good meal that men enjoy without key ingredients that makes those meal. It is the merging together of those ingredients, the bringing them together at the appropriate measure that makes every good meal to turn out well. No good meal turns out well without key ingredients in it. If you love jollof rice, you must know that for a jollof rice to be great, there are a lot of things that makes it happen. To the slightest details of even the salt, your seasoner, the oil, and a whole lot of things. And if you love Mrs. Adaka's moin moin, uh, it's because she, year in, year out, she knows how to put some key ingredients. And I think Mrs. Adaka should not just be serving us that thing once a year anymore. It should be every festive season. Hallelujah. I defined what supernatural advancement mean, meant, or the meaning of the supernatural advancement last week. The key component of that word. The first thing is the word super. Anytime you come across the word super, sometimes you hear word superlative, superabundance, superman, superhuman. Well, Wherever and whenever the word super comes before a word, it's trying to let you know that the next word that comes after it is the normal. So the word that comes after every word super defines that that is the normal thing. But because super now comes before it, it now means that that thing that is coming after super is now beyond normal. So the word super is a Latin word that means to be above, beyond, in essence of, of something. Above something, beyond something, in essence of something. So if I say now, superman, that means that there are ordinary men but now this one is above the normal man. It's beyond the normal man. It's in essence, his ability is beyond the normal man. Do you understand it now? If I say supernatural, natural is the normal thing that everybody enjoys. But now supernatural, this one is above the natural, is beyond the natural, is in essence of the natural. So super is actually an action word that is defining the state of the preceding noun. It tells you that the noun that is following it, I am telling that this thing, this noun, this person, this situation is no longer the ordinary. It's beyond what you can actually see. Is somebody with me now? Then the word we have as a theme again is advancement. To advance means to move forward. To advance means 
to enjoy speed. To advance means to accelerate. Now, in physics, you will know that those of you who did physics, that there's a law called the law, Newton law of motion, if I'm right. And it states that a body continue in a state of rest until an, a force, external force, something acts on that body for it to change. So nothing changes without something acting on it. So in other words, every situation remains constant until something is altered, until something and something changes, until something is acting on that situation. So this pulpit will remain here, can remain here for eternity. But if this pulpit must change level, if this pulpit must move, if something has to happen to this pulpit, there must be a force, and that force can be that can happen to it accidentally or intentionally. Oftentimes, the one that happens accidentally may be destructive, but the one that happens intentionally often are constructive. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? If something happens to this pulpit accidentally, there is high tendency that whatever happens to this pulpit accidentally will often be destructive may shatter the glass, may shatter the wood, may shatter something. But the one that happens to it intentionally is often constructive. Because if this puppy wants to move now, if human beings know that we want to move this pulpit, they will be more careful. They are intentional about it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, at the beginning of every year, if you live your life to chance, one of the things that happens, things that happen that you allow to happen by chance or by accident are often more destructive than constructive. So for anything to be of great effect in your life, for anything to advance you, for anything to move you forward, you have to be intentional about those things happening. So if you just sit, sleep and wake up every day and go to work and come back, don't be surprised anymore if there is something that takes away your joy, if there is something that takes away your job, if there is something that takes away your happiness, if there is something that takes away your, your source of income, if there is something that happens to your shares and your shares is not working anymore or your academic or you have a bad result because things that happen, things that happens by accident, are often more destructive than constructive. But if you want to retain that joy in the new year, if you want your joy to amplify, you want to retain your job in the new year, you want, to you want your marriage to be better in the new year, you want to give better new dreams and vision, you want to fulfill your goals, then you will have to be intentional about those things for it to happen. That is why I'm sharing with you keys to ingredients now to supernatural advancement. Key ingredients to supernatural advancement. God's will is to advance our lives supernaturally. God's will is for you to sit beyond the normal result this year. God's will is for things to be better for you in 2021. But for it to happen, you must know those things you have to be intentional about for supernatural advancement to then take place in your life. And I see it happening. Or oh, I say, I see it happening. Is somebody with me? Now, one of those key ingredients for supernatural advancement to take place is the ingredient of fasting and prayer. And that is the key ingredient we're going to focus on today. 
the ingredient of what? Fasting and prayer. You want to see supernatural advancement in your life? You want to change level this year? You want the hand of God to be more obvious in your life? One of the key ingredients to birthing it is the key of fasting and prayer. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29 says, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Look at it. He giveth power to the faint, to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Now, if God is giving power, is it just a power that happens by accident? Is it just giving it to every man or any man? Is he just throwing it out around? Now the Bible is letting us know that God gives power to the faith. And to them that have no strength, he might he increases strength. But does it happen by accident? The answer is no. What is the criteria for this power to happen? What is the criteria for this might to take place? What is the criteria that makes this situation to come to pass in the life of a man? Verse 31 then says, but they that wait upon the Lord. So waiting upon the Lord gives you God the access to begin to release power to your life. It, it, make, it, it gives him the access to release. It authorizes him to release strength, might to you. And I see that happening in this season of fasting and prayer. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Let's continue what it says. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. One of the things that eagles enjoy is speed. One of the things that eagles enjoy is vision. In fact, the sight of an eagle is so powerful that it can spot a plea even when the plea cannot even see it at all. This year, may your vision be renewed. They shall run and not be weary. The effect of that running and not be weary is because they have clear vision. A man that cannot see already has been limited in speed. If you want to slow down a man, take away his vision. If you want to slow down a man, take away his vision. So when the Bible says that they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary. Is because as they wait upon the Lord, things become clearer. There is not, nothing better for you to actually have a clear vision in the new year. Knowing where you want to go. Knowing how to hit the ground running in the new year is a key part. It's a key part. Are you still with me? They shall walk and not faint. But the key is waiting upon the Lord. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. But the thing that all the effect, surely a thousand shall fall at the side, ten thousand at your right hand, and all those things that began to take place are product of he who dwells. He who dwells. The first thing you must know about fasting and prayer is that it should not be an event but a lifestyle. He 
who dwells. There should be no week if you want to see extraordinary results. You cannot be eating like any other man. You cannot be eating the way they are eating and expect that you are going to see supernatural results than they are seeing. The world is already com com more competitive. Every time we wake up for rise to glory, I always tell the people that even if you are starting the rise to glory by 6 a.m., you are already late already because some people have started their own 5 a.m. Some wake up 5 a.m. every and they pray about five times a day. You, you even pray, you are struggling to pray with 10, under 30 minutes a day. You struggle to pray 30 minutes just once a day. And you are going to the same work of somebody who prays for about five times a day. And some of them, they even take the place of worship to their working place. Most organizations respect them. They carve out a place for them. Because they know that once it's 2 p.m., they are even permitted to leave their desk and go and pray and come back. You are competing with such people for a job, for promotion. And this guy, even when it is 2 p.m., when it is 6 p.m. or 4 p.m. or whatever time, excuse himself. He has prayed so much that even you recognize him on his forehead. And you're a Christian. You will only pray 30 minutes in the morning and think that that is all. You only fast in January and think that that is all. No. Things does not happen that way. Fasting and prayer. He who dwells. Not he who visits. Not he who visits. Not he who visits. But he who what? Dwells. This year, you must make it an aim to dwell in that secret place. It will bring supernatural resolve for you. And dwell in the secret place through fasting and prayer. At least once a week in our church now, Tuesday is our fasting and prayer day now. Every Tuesday. I said it last year. That even when we finish 21 days, that's why we are calling a prayer glory service. <laughs> prayer and fasting glory service. Every Tuesday is prayer and fasting glory service. To remind us that why we are changing the theme for our Tuesday service, midweek service, is to let everybody know that there is a it, fasting and prayer should never become only a January thing, an event in your life. It should be what? A lifestyle. Now see, it is lifestyle that changes people, not events. You cannot eat one meal a day and expect that that meal will just make you fat. Anybody who, there is nobody who ever gains weight by eating that meal only once a year. Or there is no meal that can have effect in your life until you are consistent about it. When you are not consistent with fasting and prayer, you cannot see supernatural results. If only, you see, no matter the drug, they will even tell you that there must be a circle to it. I am yet to see, unless, unless the thing is just maybe malaria, maybe headache and whatever. But for a, for a major thing to happen, there must be consistency. Consistency. No man brings out Mosu one day. My cameraman, you are a Mosu man. Is the only one day you went to the gym and brought out all this Mosu? No man. Consistently. I've enrolled in gym since December. My Mosu has not come out because I've not been consistent. I am fitter, but no muzzled. For me to be muzzled, I must eat those iron every day. My trainer must be faithful. 
For prayer and fasting to bring supernatural results in your life, you must deliberate. I told you, you have to be intentional about it, deliberate about it, and consistent with it. Consistent with it. Consistency is what brings results. Is somebody with me? Now, let's look at the effects of fasting and prayer. Number one, fasting and prayer empowers a believer for divine speed. Fasting and prayer empowers a believer for divine speed. Supernatural. It gives you speed. Isaiah 58 from verse 6 says, Is not this the father that I have chosen to lose the bands of wickedness, to undo every burdens, and let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Then verse 8 then says, talking about fasting, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily, 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 and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Speed, speed. In the world of carries, there's something that is called turbo boost. Turbo boost. Turbo boost. Most carries have a particular button. Your engine may normally clock maybe maybe about 140 miles per hour, whatever it is. But when they put this gadget in, the turbo boost, into that car, it's not always there. It, it, it's not always in use. But it is energy for advancement when needed. So, if you have actually paid the, uh, some carries game, you realize that maybe somebody is trying to overtake you or something, you are feeling too slow. When you press that turbo boost button, there is something that causes the car to move at an extraordinary speed. Then, it begins to normal again, become normal again. Then it gets the turbo boost energy back. You can move it again. Fasting and prayer is our turbo boost power. In the world of computer, which I, I, I am a professional in, Intel, one of the manufacturers of the computer processor, has designed the, most of the latest processors to have what they call the turbo boost power, turbo boost processor. So you may have a processor maybe that is Core i5, for instance, and maybe 1.4 gigahertz, and they will tell you that the turbo boost is up to 2.4 gigahertz. So what they are trying to tell you by that design or the architectural design of that processor, it simply means that normally when you are operating on the normal terrain, you are typing, you are doing all those things, this computer will operate at this minimal speed of, average speed of 1.4 gigahertz. But right now you want to do a 3D rendering, or you want to play a game that requires high graphics, maybe like um, FIFA, uh, I forgot the name of that uh, FIFA football whatever game um, that that all oh, uh, those of you who play game man pardon Dream League uh -huh. you want to play Dream League or you want to design graphics instantly you will see the noise by the time you begin to do that rendering by the time you begin to engage in that project on the same computer you will see that the first thing you will notice is that this fan, you be, the fan speed becomes obvious. You begin to hear the increasing fan speed because now the system is becoming hotter. As you keep demanding more power to what you are doing, you will see that even this, the fan speed 
will increase more. And people get worried at that time. The reason is simply because the system now recognizes that something is changing, in, something is demanding more power. Something is happening, is something, somebody is doing something now. So let me supply more power. So the system begins to, the processor begins to dish out more power to meet the demand of, that is now in use at that moment. And because of that, the fan has to roll. Let me say this. This year, there will be moments in your life you will need more power. There will be moments in your life you will need more energy. There will be moments in your life that man's help, your connection may fail. Your father may not be able to do anything about it. Your mother may not be able to do anything about it. Your boss may not be able to do anything about it. In fact, all, your, all that things you know may not work. That moment that you need more power, that power can only be available if you have stored that power in the place of fasting and prayer. You need to add a turbo boost power to your life this year. You don't fast and pray because of crisis, but you fast and pray to boost, to boost your turbo boost power so that when you need it, it's available on demand. That is why Lucas Ed Booth said, energy on demand. Is somebody will hear me? But in such moments, you see sometimes some Christians are faced with certain things that requires power. And they begin to shout, Jesus, 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 Jesus. But at that moment, it's like Jesus is so far from them. They cry Jesus, they shout Jesus, they scream Jesus. But nothing is happening because that name of Jesus in their life has no turbo boost power. But somebody with a turbo boost power comes to the same. I shout Jesus once and there is a change. You see, the difference between the two people is because one has a turbo boost power. For if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? When the foundation of fasting and prayer is not there, even the name of Jesus may lack power in the life of a believer. When you are not praying, when you don't spend time to pray, when it is only crisis that makes you pray, when it is only thing, when things are not working that pray, in such moment may be too late for you to see the result. But when you make it a lifestyle, whether you need it or not, you are building on it. The day you need it, the day you need it, you will call upon that name and it will bring forth signs and wonder in your life. Why? Because you have built strength in times of peace. Is somebody with me this morning? This year, God is giving you speed. I said, this year, God is giving you speed. Amen. Let's look at some examples of people who built this turbo power. Number one was Jesus. Jesus. Luke chapter 4, from verse 1 to 2. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Listen to me. One of the ways you will know that the Holy Spirit is present in your life is how often you are prompted to engage in spiritual exercises. The first presence of the Holy Spirit is not for you to see vision and dreams. The first presence of the Holy Spirit in your life is not for you to, to have gifts, 
but it's for you to become more a, a spiritual person in the place of fasting and prayer. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost came, remember that they were quiet. Nothing was happening. The Bible said they were, they were in one accord, seated in one place. But when the Holy Ghost came, the first thing that erupted in that room was that there were more prayer. There were more prayer. They began to be more prayerful. And their voices became louder. They could not hold it to themselves. Either at all, nobody knew they were there. People were passing and nobody ever noticed them. But when the Holy Ghost came and prayer went up, people began to take notice that something is happening in that place. This year, people will notice you for good. This year, people will notice your qualification. This year, people will remember you for good. Why? Because Jesus also was led by that. He was led by the Spirit. He said, become worried if in one month the Holy Spirit did not speak to you to do any spiritual exercises. There are so many days of my life. In fact, I have to tell my leaders say that in these days, we are very organized, but we also have a militarized mentality. A, a military man knows that it, it must be available whenever needed. He cannot say, oh, they didn't tell me in advance. You see, those who are too conscious of always notice in advance before they do things, especially in the ministry, cannot go far. Because to, to be a soldier for Christ, the word soldier for Christ, simply means that the master can call you whenever, wherever he wants, and you must be there at his beck and call. There are times that my wife has prepared good meal for me. And as I'm about to eat, you hear the word, you are fasting today. Yes, sir. The meal goes away. I want to tell you, why can't you tell me in advance? And it's more than one or two or three times in my life that perhaps I'm demanding for favorite meal, not all the time, and my wife had gone the extra mile to prepare it, I'm salivating already, then the master will come calling, say, you are fasting today. I don't know why he does that with me, but I believe that sometimes he's trying to actually know how flexible I am or how obedient I am to him. He has not woken you up in one month to pray. You should be worried. How can the spirit of prayer be in you? And you are not praying, you are not feeling anything. You should be worried. The, the the more of the Holy Spirit you have, the more prayerful you are. But you see, the thing that happens is that you can you have the, the control button of the Holy Spirit lies with man, not with God. Your obedience turns up his volume in your life, you hear him more. Your disobedience turns down the volume. And when you keep disobeying him, you mute the volume. You no longer become sensitive to him. If there is anybody here who is no longer sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, today I pray that may that fellowship, may that intimacy, may that, may, may, that, may that enjoyment of his presence be rekindled now in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. And do you know what happened? When Jesus was there, verse 2 says, being 40 days tempted of the devil, in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were, and when when they were ended, he afterward hunger 40 days. He was 30 years old, man, at this level of his life. He was 30 years old. But look at what happened after that 40 days. When after the fasting and prayer season was over in his life, verse 14 then says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him, 
throughout all the region round about them. Throughout all the region about them. There went out what? The fame of him. He didn't have to send so many CVs anymore. There went out a fame of him. He didn't have to start making so many phone calls anymore. There went out a fame of him. He didn't have to begin to beg people for the way he used to beg them anymore. There went out a fame of him. This year, may the glory and the power of God go ahead of you. May God grant you speed as you wait upon him. Do you know how long it would have taken him to do such an advert? But the Holy Spirit began to announce him. This year is your year that God will announce you. God himself will announce you to the right employer. God himself will announce you to the right partner. God himself will announce you in the place you so desire. In the name of Jesus, let your amen catch fire. The second example of those who enjoy supernatural speed is the early church. In Acts 1 verse 8, the Bible says, And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria. Then he added one more, the uttermost part. Now, the Lord Jesus was actually saying the word that I have achieved, I also preach in Jerusalem. So you receive power to preach in Jerusalem. Because the elect they've not been able to preach in Jerusalem. They say you go and preach in Judea, the next state, the nearest vicinity. Then he said, Samaria, which are now the, another country within the country, so neighboring places. Samaria is like in another part of Israel. So in Samaria, neighboring country. Then uttermost part, advanced places, intercontinental places. But do you know that one thing they did not know was that uttermost part advancement where Jesus never reached in his own time will not happen until they fast and prayed. So from Acts chapter 1 when he said that Acts chapter 2 the Holy Ghost came upon them go and read. Philip went to Samaria. That was the highest anyone ever went. The Bible said and Philip in Acts chapter 8 and Philip went to Samaria or Acts chapter 8 or 6 there about Philip went to Samaria. So the highest they ever went but he said to them, you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part. So, either two, between Act 1 and Act 12, the highest they ever really went was Samaria. What happens to the uttermost part? It will not answer to them until they engage in fasting and prayer. So, one day, in Acts chapter 13, I believe the Bible said that they gathered together the big shot of the church. They looked at themselves and looked at the prophecies of Acts 1 8. And they said to themselves, Now we are, in, we are in Jerusalem, we are in Judea, we are in Samaria. But what is happening to the uttermost part of the world? What is happening to Africa? What is happening to Asia? What is happening? And the Bible said that they gathered together in fasting and prayer. And in Acts chapter 13, Bible says, As they ministered unto the Lord. Then, look at, let's go to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13, from verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, as they ministered unto the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they 
had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Supernatural advancement took place. They broke the borders of limitation. They broke what was keeping them in one place for so long. They advanced beyond what their parents had ever done. Beyond what their father ever done. Maybe your father only bought one car. You are even driving a bike right now. This year, you are going to see as you fast and pray. Not only will you be buying cars with ease, you are also going to start giving it out with ease. In the name of Jesus. What your father could not achieve if you had the bust up of your own parent or your grandparent, this year will become your own starting point. But the key had to be fasting and prayer. When they fasted, the Holy Ghost spake, Paul will have remained in Jerusalem. Can you imagine a Paul that died in Jerusalem? Can you imagine a Barnabas that died in Jerusalem and never went to Philippians? Never went to Thessalonians. Never went to Corinth. Never went to Rome. Look at it till today. The effect of the work of Paul in Rome is still being felt. But it happened when they fasted and prayed. There are levels that will never answer to you until you fast and pray. There are heights you will never climb until you fast and pray. Because the weight of food is slowing you down. That is why you see that those who eat a lot and have only muscles, physical muscles, don't do more than 400 meters. But those who do 800 meters, those who do 1 kilometers, you will see that they know that they have to shed more weight. There is no one who has won an Olympic as, as a, with a pot belly. And there is no one who has ever won a marathon with a pot belly. There is no one who ever wins a marathon as an obese person. I have never seen an obese person winning a marathon. For you to win a marathon, you have to shed weight. A marathon simply means covering the distance that others are not able to cover. That is what a marathon race means. That you are going to cover the distance that normal man will require a car to cover. You are going to cover distance that will require machines of different nature to cover. But you as a man, a man without machine, a man without the advantage of natural um, human gadgets, a man without the enhancement of any form of machine, you are now going to cover that distance. But the price they have to pay is the price, number one, to shed off those weights. That is what a, a marathon race means. It's designed for those who are able to shed weights. And when they shed those weights, they achieve what only machines could have achieved. When they shed those weights, they achieve things that will have required the help of machines to achieve. As man, Naturally, they begin to achieve it. You see, you want supernatural results in your life. You want to do what will have required maybe 10 years to accomplish. You want to do what will have required all, all, all different kinds of aid. You want God to answer for you. You must pay the price of shedding weight in the place of fasting and prayer. Shed those weights and you will have speed. Shed those weights and you will advance. Is somebody with me this morning? The next person is Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle. In fact, Peter said of Paul the Apostle, he said in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 16, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some of, 
some things are to be understood which they that are unlearned and unstable wrestle with as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction it was said of Paul the apostle that he did more than even those who spent time with Jesus he said Paul the apostle came from behind and overtook those who were ahead of him there are disciples that even church historians find, this, find it hard to reconcile their accounts. Some of them, they will just say that, oh, he died as a martyr. That's the highest they could say. But to give day to their account of their activity, they don't even know. Jesus had 12. One was a betrayer. But what happened to the 11? Among the 11, we have one called Jews, uh, Judas the Tidios or whatever it's called. We have another one there, the zealot, we have James the lesser. What, what happened to those guys? Even though they had a counter with Jesus, even though they spent time with the greatest, with God as man, yet their destiny never shined. Because why? When Jesus was out, they never had the time, permit me to use the word, for whatever reasons that is best known to them, they did not shine the way they ought to shine. But look at what Paul said. Paul gave out one of his secrets. That they want to know why I'm shining. He says, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Are they not ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant. In stripes above measures. In prison more frequently. In death often. In weariness and painfulness. In watching often. In hunger and thirst. In fastings. In fastings. So Paul was simply telling us that what you are seeing happening in my life is not accident. It's not by accident. It's not something that was happening just because God favored me. He said, I am more. I am more. I am more. There is something I am doing more. I am laboring more. I am enduring more. And one of them said, I am praying more, which is watching. And I'm also fasting more. In fact, in another place in Corinthians, he said, I thank my God, 1 Corinthians 14, that I speak in tongues more than you all. I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you all. You see, God does not make a star. It is your commitment to his, to his instruction that will make you a star. God has no favorite star. God is not making every favorite star, but it is your commitment to his, your obedience to his instruction that will make you an outstanding star. This year, this year, may you emerge as one of God's stars. Oh, I said, may you emerge as one of God's stars. In the name of Jesus. I said, in the name of Jesus. You will emerge as one of the stars. In Jesus' name. The second effect of fasting and prayer, which is the final one for this service, fasting and prayer amplifies your glory. Fasting and prayer amplifies your glory. Are you there with me? Isaiah 58 verse 8. Then shall the light break forth as the morning. Then shall the light break forth as the morning. And thy hell shall spring forth speedily. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be your reward. Your light shall break forth as the morning. The glory of the Lord shall be your reward. You see, every man is a carrier of glory. But not every man manifest glory. Every man carries glory, but not every man manifests glory. There is a price to pay for your glory to shine. And one of those prices 
is the price of fasting and prayer. Let's go back to Luke chapter 4, the account of Jesus. The Bible said that he was led by the Spirit, Luke 4, 1 and 2, to fast and pray. But look at what happened. In verse 16 of Luke chapter 4, the Bible says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. He came back to the place where he had lived for 30 years. Now, after he had gone to fast and pray for 40 days, he came back to that same place where he had been brought up and something changed. Look at that same scripture. Bible says he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Verse 22. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceed out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? They looked at him and said, Is not this the guy we know? Is it not the same guy that is just making wood all around? They, 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 it's one of the places that when they looked at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth, they said, Is not this the guy? Is our dreaming? But something had changed. The guy they knew for 30 years now knows the secrets of what it takes to shine. And what did he do? He set himself aside after 30 years of living in the same place to go and fast and to pray. And do you know what happened? Verse 28 then said, And all that were in the synagogues heard these things and were filled with wrath. You know, the Bible said that he went to the synagogue as his custom was. It was the same place he had been going to. But right now, something was changing. Something began to change. Something was different. Something is extraordinary about him. When you return back to that same place this year, they will notice a difference in your life. As you engage in fasting and prayer, men will take notice of you in new ways. In the name of Jesus. You see, your glory will shine. In the name of Jesus. I remember about eight years ago, the federal government was doing a program and they were giving grants as up to the tune of about 10 million or whatever. And my wife and I applied for that grant. And during the thing, I remember when they first did the first um, orientation of that grant seminar at University of Lagos, I went there fasting. We were over a thousand that were there. I looked for a, a vantage point in that unilateral hall. And I stood. I said, Lord, no matter who these people are, no matter the number, all I know that if they are going to give one person this grant, I will be part of the person. If, they are go- if anybody is going to be qualified for this grant, I will be part. In the entire country, I heard there were over 500,000 and they were going to give 1,200 people. No, just 1,000. Out of 500,000 people. I said, I don't care. But me, I will be part, my wife will be part of it. Then I, there's a, the Unilag waterfront, I went there. There's an elevation point there. I went there and I knelt down. Lord, this thing has to happen in our family. Finally, every step of the day, they began to choose us. They screened, there are about three stages. They were screening and screening and screening. 
and my wife and I became part of it. Then when the final day came, they only chose my wife, they did not choose me. When I heard that I was not chosen, and they gave her the amount she was requesting for, they did not even remove one error out of it. The total amount. I was away when I heard the news. Where I was, I knew what to do for any written result to be erased and changed. Listen to me. Man only writes with pencil. It's the almighty God that writes with a pen. There is nothing that man has ever written that God cannot erase. But when God writes, it is permanent. The ink of God is the only thing that is permanent. Nothing that ever comes from outside God can be permanent. Even the doctor does not have the permanent say. My God is the only one that writes with the ink that cannot be erased. Whatever man writes can be changed. Your doctor may say nothing can happen. Your mother may say nothing can happen. Your professor may say you cannot graduate. People may say you may not amount to whatever. Let them keep writing what they want to write about you. But their pencil has a limited time. When God steps in, he comes in with his own eraser and puts his own statement there. When he writes, no man can change it. This year, God is going to write in your favor. My God be writing in your favor in the name of Jesus. Man only writes with pencil. Take that result to God. He will change it. If only you can pay the price of fasting and prayer. I engage in fasting and prayer. I think for seven days. Lord, they said they've chosen the 1,000 people. And my name is not there. I have paid the due. My name has to be there. Remember the altar of covenant I raised in the University of Lagos? Remember what I have done? My name must be there. And I fasted and prayed. Then one of the days, I was just at work when I received a phone call from Abuja. And they said, I used to say, so come to Abuja now. So why? Say, so yeah, the grants that the federal government is giving, they have decided to extend the numbers of people. No, no, not, not extend the numbers. One of the people that qualify for the grant died. And you have now been chosen for a replacement. Come now and sign in Abuja. I got on the next plane. But I entered that office, it was still like a dream. Ministry of Finance or whatever I was then. By the time I signed and I had the grant offer letter, it was still doing me like a dream. You see, man can only write with pencil. When you fast and pray, what looks unchanging or changeable, what looks as those not, can never be changed, God will change it, but you must pay the price. To call the long story short, I had it. They gave me everything. I don't know how much the person applied for, but my own, nothing was removed from it. Nothing was removed. And I went for the highest. <laughs> I went for the highest. Listen to me. It is time for you to shine. And you are shining this year. You will shine this year. I'm provoking your spirit. Now, you see, one of the things that happens when you begin to fast and pray, is that you are paying the price of glory. You see, for your destiny to shine, as you begin to fast and pray, be weary. There are some things you must know will happen. Number one is what I know that you will incur the hatred of your enemies. Because you see, they were happy because they were all association of carpenters. They were happy because the, Jesus was just moving around them aimlessly. They were happy because he was making their stools and their roofing and their coffin. But they now hated him. In fact, the Bible said they even 
to keep outside to try to kill him. Why? Because the same carpenter is now talking with gracious word. In fact, the word gracious word there means he was speaking as though he had become a learned person. But they knew that there was no school you could have gone in 40 days. This was the same thing that happened to the disciples in Acts chapter 4. When they saw them, the Bible said that when they saw the way they were talking, they took knowledge of them that they had been with Christ. The only one who had never gone to university but had the knowledge of a professor. Why? Because he had learned to tap into the knowledge of the highest and the enemies hated him. You see, whenever you are fasting, there is something that will be stirred up. A contrary wind on the other side. Don't let that thing intimidate you. Don't let that thing stop you. You see, when you are fasting and praying, it will look as though some things are not working. It may even look as though instead of things getting better, instead of being celebrated, now it's like things are getting worse. You must be wise because see, they are called friends before, but they are actually your enemies. They are called friends before, but they are friends that have no value. They are friends that only celebrate average. Jesus was not more than average. They looked at him, speaking with gracious word, and they hated him. They hated him. This year, don't be surprised when people hate you as you wait upon the Lord. Don't be surprised even when it's like the devil begins to blow contrary wind around your life as you are waiting. If only you don't stop what you are doing. If only you are consistent, you will see that those same enemies will still bow before you. Those same enemies will still what? Bow to you. Is somebody with me? Is somebody with me? They, they wanted to cast him down. In fact, go and read verse 28. Look at it. Verse 28. And all day in the synagogue where when they heard these things were filled with wrath, verse 29, and rose up to choose him out of the city and led him into the brow of hill where, they, where their city was built and they, that they might cast him down headlong. There are powers that doesn't want you to rise in life. There are powers that say you must remain down. But as you begin to fast and pray, they notice that something is about to happen. They notice that something is about to change. Those same power that has held you bound, don't be surprised if they start reacting. Because why? They are happy that you are jobless. They are happy that you are living without money. They like it the way you borrow money from them. They like it the way you carry plates around begging for food. They like it the way you always come to them and say, please, can you borrow me one money? Oh, I have no job. They like, but the moment you are no longer borrowing money from them, the moment you are no longer, you are no longer coming to them to say, please help me. The moment they see you now not in the time and going out in the morning, they may be angry with you. Do you know what? Thing you have to do just hold your peace hold your peace whatever contrary wind is blowing tell that wind that i am rising above you this year tell that wind that we are no longer on the same level tell that wind that we are no longer made do you know how to silence your enemy sometimes silence them with your silence them with your own silence you know sometimes it's not everybody you reply but because you know why you should not reply them because when you reply people when you are waiting upon the lord as your level begin to change you are bringing yourself down to their level but you tell them that we are not mates anymore and i need to keep giving you something to talk about so keep talking while I keep advancing. Keep talking while I keep moving forward. I need you to talk more. I need to spread more bad news. I need to say whatever you need to.
to say because as for me you get busy talking i will become your news you need my news to sell your story you need my news to sell your paper you need my news to promote your advert i am the content you are the advertiser my life is changing level don't be distracted by what they are saying tell them we are not mates and show that you are not made by employing the power of silence before the next time they know it you are ready, you are keep moving. And they say this, they say that. They want you to come back to join the association of carpenter. Because they know your armor is still with them. They know your nail is still with them. They know that you had and you have a monthly due of carpenters association to pay. But now you are saying now you are now in the engineering community. You are not saying now yo, we don't I don't do that anymore. Now you are saying now I'm not flying first class. And they're saying now when you look at him, he's doing like this. You will tell them we are not made. My level is changing because I'm paying the price. Whilst you are keep eating, whilst you are eating, I am there waiting upon him. Raka Bayanda. You see, that was why Jesus went alone. He didn't go with his association. He didn't go with his father. He didn't go with anybody. He went alone. And his level changed forever. Do you know what happened? If you read the next one, he said, Bible said, verse 30. But he passing through the midst of them went his way. He passing through the midst of them went his way and do you know what happened by the next verse 32 he said and they were astonished he went to another place and they began to celebrate him he went to another place and demons began to bow this year of your advancement this year of your advancement whether you like it or not as you wait upon him god is changing your level your glory is changing but you must pay that price i said you must pay that price don't be intimidated by the devil don't let the devil stop you right now don't be discouraged that you are fasting and praying nothing is happening in the realm of the spirit the atmosphere is changing when it's about to rain you see the weather has to change first before the rain will drop something has to happen in the atmosphere the sun has to give way it is a process it's not something that just happened this is what you must know when you are fasting and praying that you may not see the physical result but the rain is coming you may not see the physical result but something is changing in the atmosphere all of a sudden the wind will begin to blow the sun will disappear and the rain will begin to fall it was not when the rain started falling that it started falling it actually started falling but something has to change in the atmosphere for it to manifest physically this year as you wait upon him your glory is manifesting ah i said your glory will manifest i said that name that they have called you god is going to surprise them stand to your feet with me this morning lift your voice and bless the name of the lord with me this morning bless the name of the lord give him all the glory give him all the praise give him all the glory give him all the praise all the glory thank him for his words that he's spoken to you this morning thank him for his words that has been released to you this morning somebody bless his holy name somebody bless his holy name somebody lift your voice and say father i thank you for what you are doing right now thank you for your word thank you for your word that has come to me this morning thank you for your word that has come to me this morning i celebrate your word lord i celebrate your words lord in the name of jesus thank him thank him thank you lord for your words
precious name we have prayed.